Hello, love, and welcome to Become Your Own Savior, the podcast for spiritually minded women who want to learn how to heal the unconscious source of the problematic patterns that keep repeating in their lives so they can become truly free and reclaim their power to create a life they truly love. I'm your host, master hypnotherapist and quantum healer, Genevieve Joy. If you're in a place in life where you're feeling chronically unhappy, either you're suffering with one big problematic pattern that just won't go away, or you're feeling chronically unfulfilled because you're not living as your most authentic self, then it's very likely that you're not doing one incredibly important thing that's mandatory if you're going to be able to live a truly happy life. And here's the kicker. A lot of women especially women who've been hanging out in the spiritual mainstream for a while, are convinced that they are doing it. But the truth is, if you don't have all the happiness and freedom that you want in your life, there's an excellent chance that you're not doing this one important thing in the ways that really matter. So in this episode, I'm going to show you what that one important thing is and how to do it in the way that's really effective. Because if you do it wrong, it can actually make things a lot worse. Let's dive in. One of the most important skills that you need to have in order to live a truly happy and fulfilling life is the right kind of curiosity. And one of my favorite ways to introduce women to what it really looks like to do this well is to show you what it looks like to really screw it up. (laughs) And uh, a few weeks ago, I got to witness a great example of what it looks like when you are not practicing the right kind of curiosity. I was on my way to my favorite coffee shop to do some work, and I stopped at a red light at a really busy intersection. It was about 7.45 in the morning, and because I was the first person at the light, I could easily see the faces of all the people in the cars as they drove past me. And I'm looking at each face as they pass by, and I realize there's a sameness between them, and it's that nobody seems particularly happy. There are people who must have been, you know, rushing to get to work on time, worried about what's going to happen if they're late, parents rushing to get their kids to school on time. And, you know, look, we all have responsibilities. There are things we have to do in life that aren't the most fun thing in the world, but we do them because we know that, you know, when we have the discipline to follow through with the more mundane aspects of our lives, then it creates the space that we need to feel free and alive, right? You know, for for example, if you don't do the work of taking care of your body on a daily basis, you probably won't like living in it very much, right? And if you don't do the daily work of growing your relationships, you probably won't like living with the people that you live with. And if you don't do the daily work of taking care of your finances and you're probably not going to have all the money that you want and you'll feel financially constrained, right? But if you're disciplined about doing the daily mundane things that really matter in life, then the end result of that should be that you've created so much space and freedom for yourself that you get to live every day as your most authentic self and you feel vibrantly alive. That's how it should be. So the question we should be asking ourselves is, okay, what are the mundane things that need to happen on a regular basis in order for me to feel spiritually alive? I can see the mundane tasks that need to happen in order to create the space and freedom in my body, my finances, and my relationships. What's the daily stuff I need to be doing in order to feel spiritually free and fulfilled? Well, whatever it is, judging by the look on every single face I saw at that stoplight said, we ain't doing it. Because they're, they're clearly behaving in a, in a socially responsible manner, 
right? They're, they're doing good parenting stuff. They're doing good, you know, employee stuff. But the way they were, they were obviously not enjoying their lives. And I started to wonder how many of these people are doing the same thing every day over and over again, simply because it's what they think they have to do. Cause that's what responsible adults do. You know, it's like, it's like we all made a collective unconscious decision a long time ago that the path we're all going to take in life is to be good little girls and then be good little students and good career professionals. And then we'll get married and we'll be good mothers and we'll all have very happy lives and then we'll die. The end. (laughs) But we all know that that, you know, following that prescribed path in life does not guarantee you anything, let alone the kind of happiness and fulfillment that we've been promised in an unspoken way, right? So before you get to the point where you can get curious about your life in the ways that really matter, you got to make a conscious choice to stop living on autopilot, You need a pattern interrupt that really wakes you up and helps you open your eyes so that you can see the truth of your current reality. And it's only from that awakened place that you can start to really take control over your life. And you can't do that while you're spiritually asleep. And the degree to which you are spiritually asleep is directly correlated to the degree to which you are going to experience a lack of freedom and fulfillment. Hey love, if you're ready to heal the unconscious source of the problematic patterns in your life so you can finally become free and reclaim your power to create a life you truly love, then head on over to becomeyourownsavior.com. It doesn't matter if your problematic pattern is in the area of love and relationships, health and wellness, or money and career, and it doesn't matter how you acquired this problem or how long it's been going on. Since all problems have an unconscious source, that means they're all fixable with a combination of a powerful unconscious healing tool and a step-by-step plan to permanently move you from where you are now to where you want to be. So whether there's one big problematic pattern that's been causing you to suffer for a long time, or if you're chronically feeling unsatisfied with your everyday reality and you know you're not being who you're meant to be, head on over to becomeyourownsavior.com now and get everything that you need to become truly free and reclaim your power to create a life you truly love. Okay, back to the show. Now, before I show you the right way to inject curiosity into your spiritual life, I think it's really important that you understand why we all have a tendency toward living on autopilot, even though it is so bad for us, because I think understanding this is going to help you want to move past it even more. We do it because it reduces our immediate mental and emotional load. When you live on autopilot, you don't have to think, you just do. And because most of us have had to adapt to living with a baseline level of mental and emotional overload, the idea of adding to that stress by disrupting the unconscious patterns that are not working for you anymore, and then creating new patterns that help move your life in the direction you want it to go, it just feels like way too much, you know? But here's the thing, the longer you let this go on, the more intense that feeling of mental and emotional overwhelm is going to become. And, you know, one way you can think about it is the disaster that is created when a child doesn't clean their room for weeks on end. It's going to take the better part of a day to straighten that mess out. But if you don't do it, it's only going to make your life more miserable. And then once it's done, the child can get into the habit of just spending five minutes at the end of each day doing the work of keeping it clean and organized so they know where everything is. Then they have the freedom to live peacefully in their own room. 
So in this scenario, the old pattern was to throw everything wherever the hell they wanted to and then just leave it there potentially for infinity or till mom comes and cleans it up, right? And they did it because doing that gave them some sort of like immediate peace from the mental burden of having to, you know, create a place for whatever that item is they were holding and then threw on the floor. But it really didn't do that. You know, in the new pattern, they keep things clean on a daily basis so they can have real lasting peace. So can you see the fact that the pattern exists is not the problem? We all have unconscious patterns because they help lighten our mental load. And that gives us the freedom to make conscious choices. Those same patterns become problematic when the results they produce no longer give us a sense of freedom. And then we're forced to do the work of ending those problematic patterns and creating new ones. So, okay, what is that daily spiritual maintenance then? What does it look like to live with the right kind of curiosity? Well, there's, there's two big categories to doing this work. There's the general work you need to do on a monthly basis that looks at your life as a whole. And then there's the specific work you need to do on a daily basis that looks at what's happening for you on a more focused level so you can clean up things before they become big problems. Let me explain. In Warrior Woman University, one of the very first things I teach my students is how to do something called a monthly life inventory. In that, you you take a snapshot view of each major category of your life, the big things that are going on there, and you rate your satisfaction with that area of your life on a scale from one to 10. So that really helps to make those nebulous feelings quantifiable, right? Because it's hard to look back from the present moment and say, am I happier now than I was back then? I don't know, right? Um, but this way, you know, gives you a, a yardstick. It creates a yardstick for you so that you can look back and easily tell if you are feeling better about this area of your life, even if you're still not feeling the way you want to. And you're also going to make a quick note of the major events happening in each area so that you can easily see the big patterns and how they're changing over time. And you're also going to elicit your life values. That's what's most important to you at the deepest level of your unconscious and your personal metaphors. Those give you an insight into the most, your deepest unconscious. So when those things change, that is a powerful indicator that you are no longer who you used to be, even if you're not yet who you want to be. Okay. And there are a couple of reasons why we do this first before we get into any of the lessons in Warrior Woman University. Um, it gives you a gauge by which you can clearly see how specifically your life is changing for the better. Happiness isn't an easily measurable thing, right? It's not like dollars in the bank where you can clearly see without having to do too much investigative work at all, whether you have more now than you did before and whether the things you're doing to try and get more of it are working. So in order for you to feel motivated and continue doing the things that really are helping you to have more of what you want most, you're going to need to be diligent about collecting that information. And I'll tell you what, these monthly life inventories are so important to me because I've been doing them for a long time that if I had to choose what to take with me, if I had to leave my home in a hurry, my collection of monthly life inventories is going to be right at the top of that list because they're going to give me the irrefutable evidence that no matter how hard my current situation might be, I have pages and pages and pages of documentation going back years and years that prove that I have what it takes to handle it because I've successfully handled all these other hard things in the past. And the other reason why diligently completing a monthly life inventory is so important is that 
we're hardwired to focus on what we don't want. Because knowing that helps us get clear on our greatest desires and the fulfillment of those desires brings us our greatest pleasures. That means it's going to be a lot harder for us to easily recall all the times when life was going well, when we need proof that life can go well for us again, because that's just not how we're created to focus on our past. So creating and maintaining a practice of documenting your life in the ways that really matter is one of the best ways that you can make sure your inner reserves of confidence and motivation remain fulfilled so they're always there when you need them. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, I don't need a monthly life inventory because I keep a journal. Yeah, I used to think that too. And then when I encountered some of my most difficult moments, I'd go pull out my journals and I'd try to go back through them to you know, gather my courage and so that I could move forward in a big way. But I noticed that they were full of a lot of grief and heartbreak and a little bit of gratitude because <laughs> that's what I was feeling mostly back then. So rereading my journals made me feel like nothing would ever change because it seems like it always stayed the same when the truth was it hadn't. So keeping a monthly life inventory, it's like taking one photo per month of a child as they grow throughout their life. When you put those together, you're able to look through them quickly like a flip book or something and see their beautiful progression into the person they've become. But keeping a journal is like taking one photo per day of that child. As you browse through those, it's going to be a lot harder for you to observe their rate of growth because you're seeing too much of the day-to-day specifics. Does that make sense? So The monthly life inventory is how I teach my Warrior Woman University students to practice regular spiritual maintenance on a big picture level. The technique we use for daily spiritual maintenance is called an emotional barf. To complete this every day, you'll ask yourself one simple question over and over until you've emptied out all the emotions that you've accumulated throughout your day so they don't build up inside you and form a problematic pattern. And that question is how am I feeling now? That's it. (laughs) Or if you encountered a difficult experience in your day that felt especially triggering, you can try this one. When I think about that situation, I feel, and then fill in the blank. And then you're going to repeat that question over and over and over again until you emptied out all your feelings. And we call it an emotional barf because just like when you throw up because you're sick, you're going to know when you're done emotionally barfing because you feel a lot better. If you don't feel a lot better, you're not done yet. Now, the reason why the emotional barf is so effective is because it activates the unique constellation of emotions inside you that are causing you problems, which in turn lights up the actual neurological pathways that are creating those problematic emotions. In other words, you are purposefully triggering yourself in a very gentle way. And then by repeating that process over and over again, it's like you're, it's like you're pulling the plug on a drain and all the water inside your emotional bucket gets to drain out. This process may seem way too simple to be effective, but that is exactly what makes it work so well. Healing that works on a really, really high level is very, very simple. And this is a healing process that's incredibly effective that you can start doing right now with zero knowledge of the quantum healing process. In fact, this process is so effective. It's also used to treat intractable physical pain, physical pain. And the reason why it works for physical pain is because there's always an emotional underpinning to every physical problem. 
And because that physical pain lives at a lower level than your emotions, it's really a last resort by your unconscious mind to bring your attention to the emotions that you've either been consciously ignoring or unconsciously suppressing for a long time. So by accessing and releasing the emotions associated with physical pain, you can get rid of your physical pain because you're removing its purpose. Now, obviously... I'm not a doctor, so I cannot promise to prevent, treat, cure any disease. You know that. And this process, at the same time, has been permanently effective for my clients who had run out of medical options to treat their intense physical pain. One of them I will tell you about is Janet. That is not her real name. She had been suffering for years with intense pain in one of her molars, despite the fact that she had a bunch of x-rays, she went to a lot of different dentists, and that tooth was completely healthy. And she just tried to ignore it and get on with her life, but that pain was so intense that she just couldn't do it anymore. So she decided to have a root canal on a healthy tooth, thinking that if she removed the nerve, there would be no way that tooth could cause her pain anymore. But that's not what happened. Her pain didn't abate at all after the root canal. And she was, you know, starting to believe that she's just going to have to find a way to live with this for the rest of her life. So when we started working together in the quantum healing intensive, she brought it up and I said, well, look, I know this process that we can use. I don't think we should get our hopes up about it though. But you know, I mean, if it can work for you, it can work for anybody. So we can give it a try. But my caveat is that you must be a hundred percent committed to using it to completion, meaning until your pain is at a zero on a scale from zero to 10. And you have to use it every single time you feel that pain, even if it's very subtle. Because if you don't, you're sending the message to your unconscious mind that you are not committed to handling this problematic pattern and it should ramp up your pain again to convince you to change. So she did. And a couple days later, she had a big pain flare up and she ended up calling me over the phone and I did the emotional barfing process with her because she was in so much pain that she was having a lot of trouble focusing. And she rated her pain as a scale, as a 10 out of 10. And it took about 15 minutes for it to reach a zero, which by the way, no narcotic had ever been able to do for her. And when we were done, I told her that, you know, I would expect for it to come back, but that when it did, it would be much less intense and that the time between flare-ups should get much, much longer. So she should be having fewer flare-ups. And that's exactly what happened. It took like three or four days for it to flare up again, where in the past it had been daily. And this time she rated it as a level four instead of a 10. And she did the emotional barf this time on her own until her pain was at a zero. And then it didn't come back again for two weeks. And when she did, she rated it as a three. She did the pain paradigm again. And this time she said it took her less than two minutes to reach a level zero. After that, never came back. Never came back. So if this simple process can be this effective for your physical pain, imagine what it can do for your emotional pain. The key to making it work is being committed. Being committed to using it to completion every single time you experience pain, physical or emotional. It's that sustained high level commitment that will transform you into the kind of woman whose word is the law of her land. Meaning when you set the intention to complete something, your unconscious mind in coordination with your higher conscious mind knows that it is a done deal. You are going to do the work of getting what you desire. So the only thing standing in your way is time. 
That's when your higher conscious no longer feels the need to play the role of the supervising parent over your conscious and unconscious. And they all integrate into one and that timeline between where you are now and where you want to be collapses. This is exactly how you become someone who can instantly manifest. You need to have healing tools that really work at the highest possible level so they can produce the deepest results in your everyday physical reality. And you have to have the commitment to using them to completion every single time they're necessary. And and then the only possible result of that combination is that you become the ultimate authority in your personal universe. Not everybody else's, only yours, right? Now, there's one critical rule for completing an emotional barf. And that is, you are never allowed to use the word because. That word acts like an unconscious detective that searches inside you for proof that those feelings are necessary and it strengthens them and the unconscious programming that triggered them in the first place, which is the exact opposite of what you want. You want to get rid of those overwhelming emotions so you can see what's lying underneath them, the highly charged concept that created them in the first place so that you can heal it and then move on from that problematic pattern. And that's when those, any kind of residual negative emotions you have, they're going to naturally go away because there's no purpose for them anymore. So when you're looking for emotional validation, meaning you're looking to have the existence of your emotions affirmed, I wonder if you're asking the wrong question. I think instead of asking, am I right to feel this way? It might be better to ask, do I want to feel this way? Because looking to have your emotions affirmed is just like asking if a pair of shoes should exist, right? They do exist. So it doesn't really make sense to ask that question. The only one that matters is, do you like these shoes or not? Yes or no, right? It's the same thing with our emotions. No, you, you don't get to choose your emotions. You do get to choose whether or not you want to have more of them. Then it's up to you to do the healing work on the problematic pattern that caused them. So it can naturally go away. So this is why journaling is not a replacement for the emotional barfing process. Because the point of journaling is self-affirmation and your current self, the way you are currently being is contributing to the problem, which means that problem is not going to go away until you let go of your grip on your current sense of self and you allow yourself to become someone new. Journaling is going to more deeply entrench your sense of self which is why you have to be very, very careful with it. Because there are times when it is the exact right thing. I think journaling is the perfect way to answer questions like, who am I? What do I want to be instead? What's most important to me in life? What needs to happen in order for me to feel truly happy and fulfilled? Are those things really working for me? What do I want more of? What do I want less of? Uh, What kinds of choices am I making that are contributing to that problematic way of being? What kinds of choices am I avoiding making that are keeping me from being who I want to become, right? You need to know the answers to these questions for sure. And journaling can be a fantastic way for you to get them. But journaling on the question, why does this keep happening to me? Or why do I feel this way? Is only going to make the problem worse. Because you can only answer the question, why with the word because? And when you do that, you're solidifying the problem, not loosening it. Now, if you've been chronically gaslit by somebody who's been telling you, you didn't see what you saw and you didn't feel what you feel and what you're remembering did not happen, you might need to have your sanity affirmed. 
because gaslighting disconnects your conscious mind from your unconscious mind. And if you're going to get yourself out of that situation, you're going to need to have your logic and your intuition working as one. So in that sense, having your sanity affirmed by someone who has no connection to your situation can be extremely helpful. But if this is happening for you, I want to really caution you to only affirm your sense of self to the point that you can reclaim just enough of your self-trust to know that it's good for you to allow your old sense of self, your old identity that was contributing to that problematic pattern to die away so that you can become someone new for whom that old problematic pattern could never happen. That's how you're going to make sure this kind of suffering can never happen for you again. And in order for you to get there, you need to know who you are now that you no longer want to be again and who you want to be instead. So validation can be helpful if you've completely lost your sense of self, but you don't want to do it to the point that you more deeply entrench the sense of self that must die away in order for you to become who you want to be. Now, in this episode, I showed you why you can't make big lasting changes in your life until you make the commitment to stop letting your unconscious programming run amok and start giving your emotions and your circumstances the right kind of attention so you can get to the bottom of what's causing them. And the way you do that is by making the commitment to pay attention to your life in the ways that really matter. So you can get back in the driver's seat of your own life and you can stop feeling like you're chronically being victimized by other people in your circumstances. And in the next episode, we're going to start to answer the question, what do I do in those moments when I'm not okay? What does it look like to really take good care of myself emotionally so that I'm truly healing? I'm not just making myself feel a little better for a little while. There's something we all have a tendency to do in these moments that makes our problematic patterns a lot more intense. So in the next episode... I'm going to show you what that is, why it's so problematic, and what I recommend you do instead so that you can start practicing real self-care now. When you're ready, I'll meet you there. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, head on over to becomeyourownsavior.com and get started on your way to healing the unconscious source of your problematic patterns so you can finally become free and create a life you truly love. And if you'd like to join this movement of women who are reclaiming their spiritual power and healing the world by healing themselves, you can help us grow by following the show and leaving a review and letting me know how the Become Your Own Savior podcast has impacted you. Until next time, I'm Genevieve Joy.